dun 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 start spreading the news. Uh, yes, spread the news. The Harland Highway is here. It's on the air. Hello. 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 Uh, welcome, one and all, which sounds very Christmassy, but it's always a gift to be here on the Harland Highway, isn't it? What? Uh, my name is Harlan Williams. I am your host, and uh, thanks for being here. Love having you along. And today we are uh, doing some uh, incredible things, some great conversations, an incredible guest today. Uh, we're going to be talking about Amish people. There, there's been a rash of Amish attacks that are under investigation, uh, some horrible, horrific attacks against the Amish. Wait till you hear about it. Um, we're going to be talking about snack time and TV time and how to marry the two together and how it can all go very wrong. Um, we're also going to uh, be going to uh, the Parsley Papers. Charles Parsley is interviewing the President of the United States, Barack Obama, today on the Parsley Papers, where he does not hold back with his questioning. It's going to be riveting. And then lastly... Let's talk about something we all have, or most of us do, hair. Right here on the Harry Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You are causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. <laughs> Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. And I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Let's see if I can... Find something to watch on TV. Flip around. Oh, wait. Yes, no. Oh, there it is. There it is. That's the show I want to watch. Oh, my God. How many of you watch, like, live TV anymore? I know most, I think we've become a DVR world where we all just DVR, digitally record our shows, and we whip through the commercials, and we... We uh, scan through the parts we don't like, that type of thing. Uh, but uh, how about in the odd and ever-rare event that you want to watch a show live, okay? You just happen to be home at the time that it's going to be on, and you've got the time clear, and you want to watch it, and... Uh, or maybe it's even the news. Maybe you you want to sit down and catch a, the latest news story, right? So you go, man, I'm going to watch this. It's on in five minutes. I'm going to whip up some dinner. I'm going to whip up something to eat. I'm going to sit down and have a little snack while I watch my show. You know, and you make some spaghetti or you whip up a sandwich or you make some pancakes. Or, you know, you, you, whatever you prepare, a sandwich, scrambled eggs, who knows what you're making. And you got it all perfect. The bacon's still sizzling and there's steam coming off your food and you poured yourself a drink. And you got your plate out on your little coffee table and your knife and fork. You got the ketchup and the salt and pepper and you 
put everything together and you turn on the TV and the first thing you hear is, and we'll be right back just after these messages. And you're like, wait a minute. So the second you sat down to enjoy two things, uh, two, uh, two sensory things, one orally, your food in your mouth, and then two uh, visually and audibly, uh, you know, to watch and hear your favorite show. And all of a sudden you got this steaming plate of deliciousness. And instead of eating it to your show, you're eating it to like a, you know, a uh, diabetes commercial where some guy's pricking his finger or you're, you're eating it to a, uh, a diarrhea commercial or you're eating your food to, uh, you know, those little green guys that are made out of phlegm or you're, you're eating it to a, uh, you know, a car dealership commercial and you're like, come on, man. Come, are you serious? And let's face it, commercials, when you when you get into the commercials, they, they play in blocks, right? So you're not getting one commercial. You're getting about three minutes worth of commercials, maybe four. And uh, especially if you're watching cable news, they, they have the most horrible commercials. They're like, my name is Doug, and I have mesothelioma. My lungs are bleeding right now, and there's glass in my spleen. And you're sitting there eating your food, and you're like, oh, no way, man. This chocolate sundae would have been so good with an episode of uh, CSI or uh, a movie that I was open to watch or, uh, you know, the, my favorite news show, my Wolf Blitzer. And it's ruined. Now, now you're eating the crappy commercials. Mike, the, the TV might as well not be on. You might as well have just gone and sat down with nothing and just, oh, well, let me eat my dinner or eat my, eat my snack. You know, just sitting in your house all alone. Because here's what I do when that happens. I'm like, oh, crap. So I mute the TV. And I can't fast forward because it's live TV, right? So I'm just sitting there in the quiet. And, you know, let's face it. When you've got one little plate of food, let's say you got a plate of scrambled eggs or a sandwich, four minutes is a lot of time. I mean, you can pretty much pack away your whatever you're eating in about four minutes. If it's half a sandwich or a pancake or something, it's gone. And then there you go. The second the commercials are over, the second your show comes back on, and we're back, and your food's gone, your plate's empty. And you're like, damn it! Ugh! So, uh, you know, I, I hope that doesn't happen to you. It's such a pet peeve. Make makes me so upset. I'm going on a food strike. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat for the rest of my life. Thanks, TV. I'm never eating again. And I'm going to do a commercial for never eating again. Hi, I'm Marlon Williams. Do you have trouble um, having your meal interrupted by commercials? Well, this is a commercial for the Never Eat Again Info Care Cream. And if you send me Never Eat Again care cream money i will send you whatever <sighs> all right um i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna throw to a commercial here and uh go get a lobster
Hmm? I've got to ask you something real personal. Hmm? Do you douche? I sure do. But only with Massengill vinegar and water. Why Massengill vinegar and water? That's what my doctor recommends. For a naturally fresh feeling, only Massengill has two vinegar and water douches. Pure, extra mild, and extra cleansing when you need it. You'll see how clean and fresh Massengill makes you feel. Massengill, trusted by more women than any other brand. Hello everybody, I'm Charles Parsley and welcome to the Parsley Papers, the exciting news chat show that dares to take on all comers. Politicians, sports figures, celebrities and newsworthy people alike. So sit back, get ready to hear the questions that no one dares to ask on the Parsley Papers. Welcome, everybody, to the Parsley Papers. Today we have an incredible guest, a wonderful guest. We've been trying to get this gentleman on the Parsley Papers for a very long time. He was apprehensive. He was very reserved about making an appearance here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome with me the President of the United States, President Barack Obama. Welcome, Mr. President, and let's get right to the questioning. I know we've tried to get you on the Parsley Papers on the Harland Highway for quite a long time. You are apprehensive. Uh, Why, sir? This was a very difficult decision. We've heard through many media sources that you were afraid that being on the Harland Highway would diminish your power, that it would uh, tarnish your image as a president. Obviously, it entailed enormous risk. And you've said in interviews, sir, that you've stayed away from the Harland Highway podcast because you thought the host, Harlan Williams, uh, was possibly uh, one of the dumbest people on planet Earth. Is that true, sir? Certainly one. One of the dumbest people on the planet. And could you put it into some kind of uh, perspective for us, Mr. President, about how dumb you think Harlan Williams actually is? Uh, It's sobering. Would you go so far, Mr. President, as to say that Harlan Williams is borderline mentally retarded? That we don't know yet. And have your young daughters listen to the Harlan Highway, Mr. President? And if not, or if so... How do you prepare them for it? You sit them down and you say what about Harlan Williams? Uh, How are we going to deal with him? Meaning what, Mr. President? I mean, there are a lot of moving parts here. And if the children were to listen to the Harlan Highway without your express permission, Mr. President? Um, We've got problems. And if Harlan Williams is a problem, what do you do, Mr. President? Line him up in a Predator drone and... Uh, Go ahead and take the shot. My goodness, sir, sounds a little drastic. (laughs) And for those that are fans of Mr. Harlan Williams, Mr. President, what do you say to them? Are you in fear of losing their votes? Uh, If if you would be confronted by Harlan Highway pavement pounders, what do you say about Harlan Williams? The best of the best. That sounds a little flip-floppy, Mr. President. (laughs) Holland has asked if he could uh, have me read you a question 
that he has texted me on my iPhone. Let's go ahead. He would like to know if you would pull out your presidential testicles and show them to me, Charles Parsley. That's a tough decision. We need an answer, Mr. President. Can you reach into the presidential boxes and pull out your presidential plums? Can I get them out? Yes, sir. Please pull them out. Um... <laughs> My goodness, giant Christmas crumbled plums. I'm Charles Parsley. Thank you, Mr. President, for being here today. These are the Parsley Papers. Wow, I can't believe he did it. I, I can't believe uh, Charles Parsley got the president to drop his plums. Unbelievable. I kind of, I kind of, you know, texted him that question as a goof. I didn't think he'd really ask the, you know, the president of the United States to pull out his plums and drop them on the table. But man, hats off to Charles Parsley. What an interview. Holy smokes. Um, you might think dumb thing to do, but let's face it, folks. The world is full of dumb. The world is full of dumb. Did, did, you, did you hear about this story? This this cracked me up. And I, I'm not really worried about any backlash from saying this cracked me up because this story is about the Amish and they don't really use electricity and I don't think they're on the internet. I certainly don't think Amish guys are listening to podcasts. So uh, I'm going to laugh. Here's, here's the headline. Trial in Amish haircutting attacks. Begins in Ohio. <laughs> okay, so it turns out... I'm going to read you the story. That's what I'm going to say. Here's the story. And try not to laugh. Because it's you're, you're laughing at other people. <laughs> um, Cleveland. Federal prosecutors say a breakaway Amish group spent months planning haircutting attacks against followers of their faith in Ohio. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, here's the thing about the Amish uh, religion or whatever it is. I'm pretty naive about the Amish. I think most of us are because they're kind of a secretive, kind of uh, tucked away sect of society. And I don't begrudge them. I don't uh, wish them ill will. Good for them. I think it's cool that they live off the land in this day and age when we, uh, the rest of us are so dependent on uh, technology and all the trappings of modern society. So hats hats off to them. But once you do take their hats off, they have the craziest haircuts. I mean, by the rest of society's standards, they've they've still got that Quaker Oats haircut. You, know, you ever you ever get Quaker Oats and they got that logo of the old guy, the Quaker Oats guy, and. It looks like an elongated bowl cut, okay? The bangs are cut straight across, but the, the hair's long, usually long down to the, uh, you know, the uh, tip of the shoulders or just just to the, uh, the base of your neckline. And I got to say, it's not, it's not a complimentary look. I'm sorry. Look, I ain't no stylist here, gang. But the Amish hair, hairdo for men is a little, uh, I don't know, it's it's a little kooky looking, in my opinion. No offense, again, if you're Amish, but I'm just being honest, okay? It looks like Prince Valiant 
or Lord Fortnoid. Or it looks, it actually looks like someone held you down and attacked your head with a pair of scissors. So I guess there was a bunch of Amish people or kids that broke away from the Amish world. And I guess as a way of uh, showing their uh, discontentment or their bitterness or whatever, they, they planned in some deep, dark basement somewhere with charts and uh, videos and, uh, you know, little books. They planned a revolution wherein they were going to go back into the Amish community and attack the Amish and hold them down and cut their hair and trim their beards And uh, here's some more of the story. Uh, The government on Tuesday began laying out its case against 16 Amish men and women charged with hate crimes in the hair and beard-cutting attacks last fall. So I guess it's a hate crime. What What if they're just trying to improve the Amish people's odds, improve the Amish people's lifestyle? Isn't it maybe a love crime? It's like, Your Honor, I was just trying to give this guy a good hairstyle so he could get laid, okay? If anything, I should be charging him. He should be thanking me, Your Honor. I mean, look how quaffed he is now. He's no more Quaker Oats. He's got like, you know, I put frosted tips in his hair. It's spiked. It's gelled. It's really holding. It's it's full-bodied. It's fructus. I used fructus products. Um, but at any, at any rate, uh, the, the hair cuttings, the violating hair cuttings are considered deeply offensive in Amish culture. Well, I guess so. That's like if in Jewish, uh, culture, someone ripped your yarmulke off and stomped on it, or, uh, in Catholic culture, they took your crucifix and hung it upside down on the wall. You know, you, you just don't do it. So with the Amish, it's like, Hey man, don't, don't mess with my hair. Don't, don't touch my hair, dude. Don't get your hands off my hair. Um, the prosecutors presented a photo to jurors in Cleveland and said it showed one suspect holding an Amish bishop on the night some defendants broke into his house and cut his beard. <laughs> they said it was motivated by religious disagreements between Amish bishops and a breakaway group. Um. It's just kind of weird, okay? Can you imagine, like, planning a break-in? Right, dude, let's go in the house. Uh, The safe is behind the picture hanging on the wall in the library. The picture of uh, the the mountains and the birds flying. And uh, I got the combo from the cleaning lady. And, uh, you know, we're going to use formaldehyde. And we're going to, we're going to, um... We're going to knock out the owner of the house while we rob his safe. No. It's like, okay, dude, you got the scissors? Yeah. You got the electric clippers? Yeah. You got the shaver? Yeah. You got the spring vegetables? Yeah, we don't go anywhere without the spring vegetables. And off they go. They break into some a B&E, break and enter. To cut a guy's hair and beard. I mean, this is this is like grooming. This is like illegal grooming. This is uh, this is quaffing at its worst. 
This is this is a home makeover, and it's worse. I mean, what's next? People uh, breaking into your home and uh, plucking your eyebrows, shaving your nose hairs, putting you in a new wardrobe, styling your hair, doing your makeup, doing your nails. Imagine that. You go to bed all ragged and your hair tots. You've been sitting on the couch eating cheese puffs. You're like, ah, I'm going to bed. You flop into bed. You wake up in the morning. You look in the mirror and you're like, you look like a 10 out of 10. Someone broke into your house and gave you a makeover. Wow. Well, hey, my sympathies to the uh, to the Amish people that got attacked and trimmed. I mean, there's worse, worse things could happen to you when you get attacked, believe me. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it's for the better. I don't know. I can't tell people how to live their religion, but, uh, everything changes. Everything gets updated. Everything moves. Everything shifts. And, uh, who knows? Maybe the Amish, maybe the Amish now look like David Beckham. Maybe that's the new look. What if every member of the Amish community had to have like a David Beckham hairdo, the spiked and the gelled and the frosted. And can you imagine all the girls showing up? Daddy, can we go to the farm area again? What the hell for? Um, because I like looking at the horses. Yeah, right. All the studs with their David Beckham hair out in the field, harvesting the harvesting the summer vegetables. Yeah, nice. So anyways, uh, if you're Amish and you're listening, lock your doors, hide your scissors, and for God's sakes, put the hair gel in the basement. Oh, hair. Good Lord. We all have it. We all have hair. Um, And what an industry it is. What a trillion, billion, gazillion dollar industry it is. I mean, think of think of all the products that circulate around your hair. Okay, your gels, your shampoos, your mousses, your uh, brushes, your combs, your hair dryers, your conditioners, your curling irons, your curlers. Uh, I mean, it's just your hair straighteners, your uh, crimpers. I love to crimp my hair. I know it's and I know it's very eighties, but I crimp my hair every morning. Yeah, it's all wavy. It looks like sheets of like lasagna noodles. That's how that's how I roll. When I strut through a nightclub, ladies like, "Who's the crimper?" Oh Christ! I can, let's go talk to the crimper. Look at his acid wash jeans. Oh, my God. Let's go talk to the crimper. Oh, my God. He's so sexy. <gasps> Look at those crimps. Look at those girls. It's like, it's like he's wearing lasagna on his head. <laughs> oh, the crimp. But, uh, you know, and then it doesn't stop there. The, the, the People are very sensitive about their hair. Okay? So you've got this whole trillion, billion dollar industry around your hair. And then you've got all the management of your hair. I mean, I don't know if you're one of these people that that wash their hair every day. Uh, Some people do it every day and style it and prep it. And 
I mean, you ever hear the, the breakdown of those statistics that we spend one quarter of our life sleeping? We spend one third of our life watching TV. How much of your life have you spent managing your hair? Think of that number. How many hours, if, if, you, if you could have all that time back where you stood in the mirror and blew dry your hair and prepped your hair and fluffed your hair and styled it so that every little hair was in perfect order, how many hours does that total? Probably like half your life. I mean, we're, we really are a hair-obsessed uh, Society. I mean, th- think of the old days, the cavemen days, where it's just like, oh, whatever. I'm going to go club a mammoth. Oh, you, you're not clubbing a mammoth with that hair. You get back here and you style that hair, mister. Oh, I just want to go club a mammoth for breakfast. No, you're not going out in the forest with your hair all tangled. There's sticks and twigs and leaves. What were you sleeping on? What are you, a caveman? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, good luck. Go get a mammoth. And then there's there's hair plugs. I mean, going bald is a big sensitive area. A lot. I know a lot of guys who are very paranoid about going bald, losing their hair. And it's weird because I, I have a healthy head of hair, and I'm not that attached to it. Like, I'm one of these guys. I don't care. Like, if I started going bald, I would just, like, get a cool bald guy. Um, hairdo, you know, like Bruce Willis started going bald. He's like, ah, screw it. So he's got that kind of tightly cropped buzz cut where he's kind of mostly bald, but he's got that cool stubble or that. I think his name's Jeffrey Stratum or whatever. The, the guy from snatch, the British guy that does all the movies where he's, you know, the, the car chase guy. Look what you pikeys want to do then. Is not make fun of my hair, because I'll kick your ass. You know the guy. He's like a new action star. He, he's he got the short, cropped hair. But some of these guys go, go to all this trouble and use Propecia and uh, Rogaine. Then they have holes drilled in their head and have hair plugs put in. Like, whose hair is that? Is that their own hair? Do they do a hair graft? Sir, we're going to have to take some of the hair off your ass cheeks and uh, drill it into your head. Are you okay with that? Sure. And, uh, well, we should probably tell you this. It's pubic hair, too. Oh, okay. Well, as long as it's hair, as long as I'm not bald, great. Pull down your pants, sir. Um, but uh, the, the worst is when guys are trying to hide that they're going bald. Okay, we all know a guy who's got that hair where it's just a little off. It's like, wait, what? What is that? Is that is that is that glued down? Is that your head looks crooked? What is that? What is that shiny spot under there that looks like it's been painted with spray paint? Why hasn't your hair moved for four hours and we're standing in a hurricane? What what's going on with your head, dude? And you know they're covering up some kind of baldness, or it's like get over it, man. Just work with what you got, guys. Go look in the mirror. Go go sit with a hairstylist. Go go uh, sit down with an uh, Amish uh, hair attack squad, 
and say, look, man, I'm going bald. Just acknowledge it. What, what can we do with this? What, what can we do with this to make me look cool? And sometimes that might mean just flat out going bald. Whoopie-doo. Going bald is a lot better looking than looking like you're going bald. Like being bald probably looks way better than like trying to use 12 hairs to make it look like you got a full head of hair. And what's weird is some women go bald. I'm sure you've heard of this. But some women have uh, issues where they go bald. That That's where it gets a little iffy with me. I, I don't know that I would dig a bald woman. And I think in that case, I would probably just take her to a carpet store and go, you know what? Find the thickest, deepest shag. I don't care if it's lemon-lime green. I don't care if it's tangerine orange. I don't care if it's brown, chocolate brown. Uh, you know, I don't care if it's psychedelic purple mixed in with, uh, you know, lemon yellow. Just find some like four inch shag carpet, measure your head and let's go get some glue and a staple gun. (laughs) Suddenly you got a girlfriend that looks like a drugged out raggedy Ann. Okay. (laughs) Let's see you tackle that one, Amish. Oh, God. Well, anyways, I hope you're happy with your hair. And uh, if you really want to have fun, go get a crimper like I do. Get out get out, and get... Let's bring crimping back. I'm bringing crimping back. I'm bringing crimping back. Come on now, go with it. I'm bringing crimping back. So anyways, there you go, folks. Hair tips. Uh, I can't believe we talked so much about hair today, but what the hell? It's just a topic, and it took off on me. Uh, But we'll be back with more topics, more fun topics on our next podcast. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, this weekend you can catch me in Houston at the Houston Improv. I'll be there Thursday, uh, September 6th through the 9th. Get your tickets as soon as possible. It's going to be a blowout, man. And then the following weekend, I will be in North Carolina. Haven't been there forever. Uh, I'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina at Charlie Goodnights. Uh, That'll be September 13th through the 16th. And then at the end of the month, you can catch me uh, September 27th through the 30th in Calgary at the Blackfoot Inn. Uh, doing stand-up there, great club up there. So, uh, And that, that'll probably be it for the rest of the year. So you got three chances left to see the kid. And uh, don't forget to check out harlowwilliams.com. Go to our store. Uh, join our Facebook page, the official Harlan Williams page, or at uh, Harlan Williams for Twitter. And... Uh, Rock and roll, man. Keep keep checking out Robot and Monster, my new series on uh, on uh, Nickelodeon. It's on every weekend, Robot Monster. I do the voice of Monster. It's getting a great reaction, great response from viewers. And uh hope you get a chance to tune in and uh, have some laughs. It's a really great show. Uh, but that's it, man. That is it. We are out of here. Thank you so much. And uh, until next time, a big bowl of extra hairy chicken chow mein, baby. Yeah.